0: Alrighty, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Outspoken. I'm so glad to be back uh, with you guys again for another little discussion. Today's topic is going to be brought to you by Dr. Brian Artis. Um, I believe he was the one who gave this uh, speech. And the speech he recently gave, uh, which was about... The scam and the danger of the COVID nineteen vaccine, as well as um, the the treatment that was offered to suspected quote COVID patients um, in hospitals, as per the recommendation by the CDC the FDA, Anthony Fauci, and others. Um, And I couldn't figure out how to copy the audio of his speech and attach it to this podcast for you guys to listen to. Um, It's an amazing speech. It's on BitChute. And um, so just go check out Dr. Brian Artis on BitChute and um, listen to it for yourself. But I had to write it down. Because I couldn't figure out how to copy, you know, how to import the audio to it. So um, I'm going to read it to you, though. This speech, it just slams Fauci, the CDC, the FDA, and rightfully so. Because they have crossed the line. They have done unspeakable things. And it's really just sickening to think about, but... I I have to get this out for you guys. I have to let you guys know about it. This is not um in in my last episode. Early on in the last episode, I mentioned that this was a conservative podcast and indeed it is. I have very conservative views when it comes to politics and government and that's partly why I'm choosing to to do this um this podcast the way I am, setting it up and giving you guys information. But this is not about the left or right. This is not about what side of the fence you're on. This, what I'm about to tell you guys and what I'm about to read you guys, put aside uh which political party you belong to. Okay, put aside um pro versus anti- Put everything aside. This is about right and wrong. This is about ethics. This is about how you treat human beings and how far is going too far. So I ask you to listen to this carefully and really try to understand the gravity of what this doctor said in his speech. Try to grasp the seriousness of the information that he's giving us and that I'm going to read to you. And I just really want, want to say really quick, um, this was not the topic I had planned for today. Um, I'm going to do that one next week, I think. This was not what I had planned to, to talk about today. But I do feel compelled to share this with you because people's lives are at stake here. People's lives are at stake. And I am not just talking about um, whether or not they contract the covid-19 virus. I'm not talking about lives being at stake in that way. Um they have put people in danger on purpose. They have killed people on a massive scale on purpose and they've really gone much too far now. And the only way you are going to save your life and the lives of loved ones is to listen to this speech. So, again, I'm going to be reading you the speech that Dr. Brian Artis gave a little while ago um, about what he's found out about COVID-19 and how health agencies handled it. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> the German Coronavirus Committee Foundation reached out to me and asked me to provide all of the following documentation to them, who are suing the World Health Organization With a 1,000 doctors, 10,000 MDs, and they reached out to me privately to give them a a one-and-a-half-hour documentation of Anthony Fauci's knowledge. How he was going to kill people before the pandemic started. How he's still doing it right now while you're seated here. And I'm going to give you some of that information here. So... The German Foundation against uh, the German Foundation that's been watching COVID nineteen is coming together and suing the World Health Organization because of Anthony Fauci's and others' involvement in COVID nineteen and what they did to people, claiming it was COVID nineteen. Um, and I'm going to give you some information. If you have any loved ones who are being treated in ICUs for any of the variants of COVID or SARS-CoV-2, you have to write this down. Convey it to your loved ones. And he uh, gives a link. It's myfreedoctor.com. Myfreedoctor.com. It's proven. These doctors will help you get early treatment for COVID-19. You get get you the prescription that you need for free. Um, So he urges you to go there. Early treatment is the proven option, and these doctors are there standing for you. They will write you free prescriptions, telemedicine, and offer donations because they will save your life. And again, this is myfreedoctor.com. So what did Anthony Fauci know? In February of 2020, China was seeking a patent on remdesivir from Gilead Sciences, who manufactures the drug. Gilead Sciences manufactures remdesivir. An article reads, A study published in the New England Journal of Medicine last week reported a coronavirus patient in the United States. How many? A coronavirus patient in the United States. Singular. Okay. uh, Was found to show an improvement after taking remdesivir which is used to treat infectious diseases such as Ebola. This is the lie, he says. And I have been, he says, I have been in the media to show you the current genocidal attempt and murderous attempts by Anthony Fauci, the NIH, the FDA, and the CDC are all using remdesivir the same way that they used gas chambers to destroy people in Germany. And this is how they're doing it and perpetuating those deaths by using a drug in a hospital. This is the actual Ebola study that Anthony Fauci quoted in May of 2020. Proved, he said it proved that we're going to use, um, he Anthony Fauci said we're going to use this non-FDA approved drug called remdesivir because it has shown to be safe and efficacious against the Ebola virus, in 2018 and 2019. Ebola virus inside of Africa, when they, when they um, were using this drug inside of Africa, they took four regions, gave them all remdesivir, and three other experimental drugs. Three other experimental drugs. And Anthony Fauci said it was proven to be safe and effective against the Ebola virus. So now, in this novel virus, he says, of the coronavirus, we're going to use it there also. Anthony Fauci decided that if it was good enough for Ebola, it was good enough for the coronavirus, even though it had not been approved or hardly even tested yet. Um, We're going to mandate this one drug, and you can't use any other ones. That's what they did in Africa during the Ebola virus. You can't use hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. They also did that with COVID-19 early last year when they came out and said, it doesn't work. Don't use it. It doesn't work, which it does. And that was in May of 2020. So what did the actual study find? They actually found that in six months, the safety board pulled remdesivir from a study that was supposed to last one year because it killed more than any of the other three drugs that they were using, including ZMAP, which was put in by the FDA and the NIH. So six months into the study, they pulled remdesivir and ZMAP, which were supplied by our government to Africa because it killed more people. And he says, how many people did it kill? Remdesivir, get this. Remdesivir, according to uh, Dr. Brian Artis, killed more uh, killed." 54% 54% of all people in the study who got the drug, remdesivir, when they used it as a study on Ebola in Africa in 2018 and 2019, remdesivir killed 54% of everyone in the study who took it. Do you know why they're treating, do you know what they're treating all of, uh, all of your loved ones with, all of those that you care about in this country now? Remdesivir has a 54% mortality rate. Fauci then quoted a second study um, that was done in 2020, which supported the use of remdesivir in the treatment of coronavirus. The Ebola study, by the way, was a lie, he says. No one clicked on the link to look at it. And during in this video, during his presentation, he's, he has all these little charts and graphs and Uh, Copies of study findings and things like that and he mentions a link that was on a website that nobody bothered to look at But he did Because it led him to the other study that Anthony Fauci mentioned, which was the study done by Gilead science who Remember they they make remdesivir they manufacture remdesivir This study was done by Gilead sciences who makes remdesivir in early March of 2020 they took 53 patients from Japan, Canada, and America who had COVID. They put them on remdesivir for 10 days. And again, this study was done by the people who make this drug. And what did they find? 23% in 10 days had serious adverse events. 23% of the, of the people in the second study Within 10 days, we're having serious adverse events. The most common serious adverse events were multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, which is defined as the number one cause of death in all ICUs. The second adverse event was septic shock, acute or sudden kidney failure, and hypotension. 8% had to be discontinued because remdesivir treatment worsened their pre-existing kidney failure, or multiple organ failure. So if they already had it, remdesivir made it worse. 8% had to be taken off within 5 days because they were dying from the poison of remdesivir. As a result of the study, they decided to push this on the masses, on all of you. This was going to be the drug of choice. Why? Because it would actually make COVID look more deadly than it really was. One other disgusting thing, um, <clears throat> uh, Dr. Artis says, one other disgusting thing, Anthony Fauci and other federal health agencies, they bought up all of the reserves and stock in this experimental drug. Anthony Fauci and other federal health agencies bought up all of the reserves and stocks of this experimental drug in. 2020. We didn't even let another country have it until the end of October of 2020. Do you want to know why America had the most deaths during this pandemic than any other country? Yeah, because we were the only country treating people with remdesivir at the time. Proven to cause acute kidney failure, multiple organ failure, septic shock, and hypotension, all of which are lethal. This was the great setup. So they set this up so that they could murder people and convince you they were dying from COVID. They didn't die from COVID-19. They actually died from remdesivir poisoning, causing acute kidney failure. He says, if you listen to the media... The New York press conferences, all of these doctors, when Corona was going through New York early on, the doctors in New York were reporting, we've never seen a virus attack the kidneys like this one. We start treating the virus and it attacks and shuts down the kidneys. And not only are we finding that we have limited supply of ventilators, we don't have enough dialysis machines for the patient's kidneys that we're getting. So do you guys all remember, I'm going to step off of his uh, speech really quick. I want to remind you that there was early on last year. I do want to remind you that there was uh, a concern. They were coming out saying that they were short on ventilators and short on dialysis machines and that they were trying to figure out a way to like 3D print them and put, you know, uh, slow down production on other things and, uh, and focus on production of ventilators and try to figure out how we can do it as quickly and as cheaply and as efficiently as possible. Do you guys remember that? Because I do. And he just verified that. He reminded us of that again. Um, so, these doctors, he says, these doctors had no idea and it was never the virus to begin with. Um, I want to call him on something really quick. I don't believe that all of the doctors had no idea. Okay? Okay. I'm sure that there were some who can claim innocence, but I don't believe that all of these doctors were innocent. They had to have known. There had to have been at least a few of them that knew about the study findings of remdesivir. They had to have. That's something that you don't miss. A 54% mortality rate in a drug is something you don't miss as a doctor. Okay, so um, he says... Uh, the doctors had no idea. It was never the virus to begin with. Remdesivir is proven in 30% of all people to cause acute n- kidney failure. Do you know what happens when you shut down the kidneys in somebody? I do. Your kidneys uh release water from the body. Guess what happens when you shut them down? Your body retains water. Your abdomen fills with water. Your heart fills with water. Your lungs fill with water. And do you know what they call that? Pulmonary edema. You are drowning these people to death in their own fluids, and they can't breathe. They were calling it secondary pneumonia. He says, you have to listen to me. Still today, they are calling it pneumonia from corona, and I am—I believe he's correct there. They are shutting down everyone's kidneys with remdesivir, causing their lungs to fill with fluid, and they are drowning them to death. Do you know why this made me so angry in May of 2020? He asks. In February 2020, I watched a hospital in Dallas, Texas, kill my father in law, kill my father in law using this same protocol. So, as he's giving the speech, he says, I watched it happen to my father in law. They did the same thing to him. And he says, They are still doing it today. And I'm telling you, anyone who has a loved one in ICU, please listen to me. You are going to be threatened with death if you go into a hospital. They have this set up. They're going to use remdesivir. 31% of people treated for COVID-19 will have acute kidney failure. Their lungs will fill with fluid. And right now they're adding dexamethasone, which has a 4% reported kidney failure to those who get it. Now, really quick, again, stepping off of his, his script, we use dexamethasone. Um, I've mentioned before that I work, uh, in the veterinary field. We use dexamethasone in the veterinary field as well, and you do have to be careful with it. So I know what he's talking about. Um, so now if you take, he mentions the 31% of people getting COVID, of being treated for COVID will have acute kidney failure and 4% of the people who get dexamethasone as treatment will have acute kidney failure. He says now you're up to 35%. And if anyone listening to this has a loved one in a hospital and they have added that uh, protocol to they've added to that protocol a drug called vancomycin which is an antibiotic. He says antibiotics don't treat viruses by the way, and he's right. If they put them on vancomycin, upwards of 10% of all the individuals will, will experience even worse acute kidney failure. It'll stop their heart, greatly decrease pressure on the heart, and they will go into a coma. They will be unconscious and they will die. And they say they will say it was from COVID-19. This is not true. This is the mass genocide. They're using remdesivir. There's a reason why more people died in America in 2020 than any other country. We were the only ones, we were the only country using remdesivir and Anthony Fauci was the one who mandated it. What else was disgusting about this? Well, he says in October of 2020, so now he has a problem with, uh, he says, now I have a problem with the NIH with, and with Anthony Fauci. So from May 2020, saying we are going to use a drug proven to be effective against Ebola, It was proven to be effective against Ebola? No, it wasn't. It didn't even make it to the end of the trial. Remember a minute ago when I read to you that he said that the remdesivir trial during the Ebola outbreak was scheduled to last for one year, 12 months, and it only made it six months? No, it didn't even make it to the end of the trial. Why is this man still alive? Why is Anthony Fauci still alive? Alive. That's his question. That's my question. I'm sure that's your question. Number two. Uh, he says number two is the FDA. This report is dated October 22nd of 2020. And he put up a little uh, copy of the report on the screen for them. They were setting up how they were going to evaluate four injuries from vaccines being reported to the government. Once they started going out in December, this is October. So in October, they were trying to figure out how they were going to deal with backlash from a vaccine that wasn't even supposed to come out till December. So they say the FDA safety uh, surveillance of COVID-19 vaccine. There, there's uh, The FDA came out with a safety surveillance list. There is a list of what they knew was going to be reported to the government as a result of injuries from the coming vaccines. Disgustingly enough, this list, when the same organization, the FDA, two months later in December, created the fact sheet to go out with the vaccine to the entire American public for each vaccine, there is supposed to be a list of health benefits and the risk associated with those benefits. The FDA created these fact sheets. Do you know not one of these injuries, he says, do you know that not one of the injuries that was on the FDA surveillance list for the COVID-19 vaccine actually showed up in the list of health versus risk when people were getting the vaccine? So what he's saying is, and I know what he's talking about. I know exactly what he's talking about because Uh, Where I work, and and in uh, human medicine as well, when you get a bottle of medicine, say, it'll come in a little box, you know, in in its packaging, and then you'll have the bottle of medicine, and you'll have an insert in that medicine that is all about the do's and don'ts. How to use it, how not to use it, when it's indicated, when it's contraindicated, um, all that good kind of stuff, and health benefits versus the risk of taking that that, um, medication administering that medication so what he's saying is they came out with their own list of things that they knew were going to happen to you things that they knew could happen to you if you took this medication if you took this vaccine and when they put the vaccine out with their list of stuff um, that's supposed to be what they know was going to happen they didn't put what they knew could happen to you on that list they lied to you at the very least they withheld information which is unacceptable. Okay. So he says, do you know that not one of these uh, injuries showed up on that list? Or on the fact sheet. I call this criminal. I do too. I, I consider that a, a crime against humanity. You are mass producing a medication that has horrible consequences. Because it's dangerous. It doesn't work. And they're not telling you about it. Alright, and we'll get to that point, we'll get to that part in a minute. Um, so he says, they knew it, but they didn't tell you. So, just so you know, some of these issues are related to blood clot disorders. I can attest to that, because I know people who have taken this vaccine for COVID-19, and and they have come up with, uh, they have since contracted, you know, they've gotten, these said blood clot disorders. So they knew that. Two months before the shots came out. They knew. Two months. Before these came out. That that there were horrible. Horrible risks involved. And that it shouldn't have even been on the shelf. Isn't it odd. He says that death. Isn't listed first. Because he has this list of. Uh, the list that the FDA put out. Um. Pregnancy and birth outcomes like miscarriage isn't a big deal. That was on the list. And on the bottom right of the list, multiple uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children in children. It doesn't say adults, it doesn't say teenagers. No, it says children. He says the Mayo Clinic defines this condition or disease as a condition. Where multiple organs in a child will become severely inflamed, and they can die from that multiple uh, multi-system inflammation uh, syndrome in children, um, which includes inflammation of the brain, kidneys, spleen, intestines, heart, eyes, all at once. And he says, if you go to the uh, CDC.gov, type in MIS C again, CDC. Dot .gov and type in MIS-C which is the abbreviation for the disease. It has already been reported over 4,400 children have been reported with it and over 40 of these children in America have died already. Um and they want to start pushing that on your children come September which of course we're in September now. He says, I have a huge problem with these health agencies lying to you. I do too, Dr. Artis. I do too. And he states again that if you have a loved one in the ICU, myfreedoctor.com has lawyers ready to contact the hospital and threaten them to put these patients on other treatments. You do not have to do what they say. And that was pretty much the end of his uh the end of his speech, but, wow, I mean, wow, I, I was just, I was flabbergasted as I was listening to this for the first time, um, I actually just listened to it for the first time, like, on Sunday. And it begins to make sense. (laughs) When you think about the, series of events how things happened the the timelines last year when when they were saying we're going to have a vaccine come fall um a month after this supposed novel virus that nobody had ever seen before oh we're going to have a vaccine ready to roll out by the end of the year oh we have all these problems with keeping ventilators going oh we now have all this you know um all of these vaccine tests and you know it just um they didn't bother there was no mention what so ever about clinical trials for the vaccine i never heard any i am open to correction if i'm wrong but i never heard anyone ever say clinical trials for the covid-19 vaccine are scheduled for this date or this is how the clinical trials are going or Anything like that, and you want to know why? I know, I know why because they claimed that this was a state of emergency that we're all gonna die, and they approved the COVID 19 vaccine as fast as they could under emergency use protocol. Emergency use does not mean that it is necessarily safe and effective, emergency use does not mean. That it needs to necessarily be mandated or forced or required. Emergency uh, use does not mean that you slap a label on it and throw it on the shelf and call it good and never come back to it to improve it or fix it or finish developing it when the emergency is under control. Yeah. There was never any mention of that. And it, it... It all began to make sense to me as I heard this. I knew most of it. I already knew. I didn't need any of this to tell me that uh, Anthony Fauci is not to be trusted, that the CDC is not to be trusted, that the FDA, the NIH are not to be trusted. I didn't need to listen to this to tell me that. I knew it. I could see it last year. They are all snakes in the grass and they are killing people on purpose. Anthony Fauci, I believe in the 90s, tried to patent the medication that was being used to treat AIDS. I'm not exactly sure whether or not he was successful. I didn't look into that too much. But I do know that this happened in the 90s. And they pulled the medication for AIDS in the 90s because it was causing more deaths than the disease itself. And Anthony Fauci was behind that as well. Snake in the grass. Okay, so I looked up the side effects. I actually went to... um, Uh, I looked up the list of side effects that the FDA came out with that uh, Dr. Artis mentioned, and this is what it says. Um, You'll get you might get a little banner. It might not even be out anymore. It's probably really hard to find by now. But um, what he showed was a little list and then it had a title that said the FDA or FDA uh, safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes subject to change they don't even know what all of the outcomes are they don't even know these are the these are just the outcomes that they've witnessed that they've had reported on a regular basis this is a draft this is open to editing to a addition they want to be able to come back And change this if they need to. Which sort of makes me nervous that it says subject to change. I don't necessarily feel very good about that. I don't trust them. In short, (laughs) I just don't trust them. So here's a list of the possible uh, adverse events. uh, That you can get from taking the COVID-19 vaccines. Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, This is a... Syndrome, um, I don't know if it's autoimmune or immune-mediated. I kind of think maybe it is. I do know that basically what it is, is your body attacks your nerve endings. It eats your nerve endings. And it is uh, treatable, but you got to catch it early. You know, it's always better to catch it early. So Guillain-Barre syndrome uh turns your your immune system on your nerves. Uh acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, transverse myelitis, encephalolitis, encephalomyelitis, meningoencephalomyelitis, encephalitis, meningoencephalitis, there we go. Meningitis, which is the all of those uh have to do with the brain. Encephalo is, you know, brain. Meningitis is the... Uh, I actually had viral meningitis when I was born, so I know what it is. Meningitis is a inflammation of the membrane that surrounds your brain. They can test for things like meningitis by doing a spinal tap and taking cerebral spinal fluid from, from your spinal cord and testing it that way. So you can get meningitis from this stuff. You can get encephalo, encephalopathy. Encephalopathy? <laughs> You can get convulsions and seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, cataplexy. Uh, cataplexy, I think, is like a nervous disorder, you know, like a nerve muscle disorder thing. Anaphylaxis, which you can get anaphylaxis with a lot of stuff, you know, anaphylactic shock and things like that, uh, typically seen with an allergic reaction. Um, acute myocardial myocardial infarction. So an infarction is basically... Um a it, it's death of the muscle is the easiest way that I know to put it. In myocardial infarction it involves um the heart. The heart is a muscle and you can have an infarction anywhere in your body where there's muscle. Um those of you who watch uh the show House with, you know, Hugh Laurie He walks with a cane. He has a bad leg because he had an infarction in his leg. Part of his thigh muscle died and they had to remove it. So you can get acute myocardial infarction from this. Myocarditis, which you do not recover from. You will always have, once you have things like myocarditis and things like that, you will always have something going on there. You probably will never fully recover from that. Pericarditis autoimmune disease, pregnancy and birth outcomes, other acute demyelating diseases. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. Non-anaphylactic allergic reactions. Non-anaphylactic allergic reactions. Um, Thrombocytopenia. So, thrombocytopenia is low thrombocyte count, low platelets, basically. So, you will have clotting issues. Um not uh not necessarily a problem with uncontrolled clotting like random clotting, but you will have trouble getting your blood to clot is is thrombocytopenia disseminated intravascular coagulation that's the one where you're actually going to have problems with clotting uh, unintentionally like you will you will develop blood clots in your cardiovascular in your intravascular system venous thromboembolism an embolism is a blood clot that moves uh, throughout your throughout your body throughout your pulmonary um, arteries or whatever and usually uh, they're really painful and usually if you have an embolism that makes it like from your from your lungs to your heart to all that you will die it is very likely that you will die from and embolism, arthritis and arthralgia um, is just joint pain, Kawasaki disease, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, which we mentioned a little bit ago, but I'll go a, a little bit into detail in a second, vaccine-enhanced disease, and death, and death. That is what was on the FDA's safety surveillance list. Death. People are dying from this vaccine. When was the last time that you heard of someone dying from something like the flu vaccine? I know it's possible. There is not a medication, a vaccine, a preventative in the world that has been developed that is infallible. But... Death, I mean, come the frick on, guys. Come on. And they are still pushing this? They still want this to go through? This is insane. Any medication, any treatment, or any vaccine will have side effects. That's a given, unfortunately. There's no way around it. Some people will just, their bodies will just not handle it well. You know, their bodies will have to develop side effects or symptoms in response to treatment or vaccine or medication. That's a given. However, the way I see it, the list of stuff that I just read you are not side effects. Those are not side effects. Those are all potentially life-threatening conditions. Those are potentially life-threatening conditions. Side effects will typically cease if you stop taking the medication, which is why, like, if you're watching a commercial and an ad for a certain medication will come up and they say, if you have this, this, or this, um, you know, call your doctor and stop taking the medication or whatever. I believe that usually side effects will typically stop if if you stop taking the medication. They will subside. These things that I just read you, will not go away once you've had the vaccine or once you've received whatever treatment they're going to give you for COVID-19. They might, I don't know. I haven't been treated for it. I haven't looked into it that deeply. I haven't done crazy studies on it, but these are life-threatening conditions and they know it. It even lists death as a possible outcome. In my humble opinion... Death is a lot worse than the disease itself, especially a disease that you may or may not get. Am I right? I I don't know. I I could be wrong on that, but honestly, I'm going to be taking my chances on contracting a disease that I'm probably going to get over because I have an immune system and I drink plenty of water. I take lots of vitamin C, I take multivitamins, I get plenty of sunshine. I'm a relatively healthy eater. I'm a healthy person. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take my chances on possibly, possibly getting a disease that I will probably come out of just fine. As opposed to dying because I took a treatment that I didn't need for it. I'm going to take my chances. I also looked up uh, the multisystem inflammatory syndrome in children on the CDC's website. And I came across an article that says what we don't know about MIS-C. The CDC is still learning about MIS-C and how it affects children. So we don't know why some children have gotten sick with multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children and others have not. We also don't know if children with certain health conditions are more likely to get MIS-C, that's that's on the CDC's website, folks. I don't know about you, um, but it seems to me like if if you're a doctor and you have a child presenting with a suspected case of multis. Uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome. It seems to me that the first question you should ask yourself is if the child has been vaccinated for COVID nineteen, because because that is a listed that is a listed condition by the FDA. That's a listed condition that that could happen after getting a COVID nineteen vaccine, especially in children. So knowing that. Seems to me that that should be the first question you ask is, as the doctor, is if the child has been vaccinated for COVID-19. I'm just saying. And in that situation, if you find that the answer to that question um, with that case presenting is yes more often than no, then the CDC could probably say that there may be a link between the vaccine and the disease. Doesn't that make sense to you? I don't trust the CDC one iota. Not one little bit. I think evil people like Anthony Fauci have them in his pocket. And I think they have lied about most of this just as much as the FDA has. Folks, they have opened up a huge can of worms. They have screwed with our lives. They have screwed with your family, with your friends, with my friends, with my family. And I am not okay with that. And I would echo what Dr. Artis said in in his video presentation. I have a major problem with these health companies meddling in things that ought not be meddled in. And I have a huge problem with them lying to us and approving drugs they know will kill us. These people need to be held accountable. Where does it end? At what point do you begin to realize that these people are are not your friend, and that something doesn't add up here. As I said in the beginning, it's not about where, uh, where you are. It's not about being on the right, or on the left, or a Republican, or a Democrat, pro-vaccination, anti-vaccination, this, that, or the other. It's not about this. This cannot be about politics. They've already made it political. We don't have to do any more politicizing of the vaccine or of COVID-19 or of anything. They've made it political because of their mandating it, because of trying to pay people to get it, because of trying to coerce people into get it, to entice people to get it. This has to be about what is right. Lying to people, causing them to die on purpose is not right ignoring the fact that the clinical trials are not going well and pushing a medication through is not okay this is coercion this is corruption and it's costing people their lives and then they mandate it making it so you have no choice but to take it you have no way around this medication which according to the tests and trials has a very good chance of killing them Mandating it is ludicrous. People, I don't much care whether or not you've had the vaccine. It's your choice. I'm not going to preach hellfire and brimstone for you. If that's what makes you feel safe, that's what makes you feel safe. If you want to put that in your body, that's fine. If you feel protected... You can trust it all you want. That's fine. But I will draw the line when you force me to take it on your behalf. I will fight tooth and nail on that one. I will not comply. Just because you did it or because you were told to do it or because we're being told to do it and then you go out and get it because you're just doing what you're told, but then you come to me and find out that I'm not going to be doing what I'm told this time. And then trying to push it on me, or rat me out because I haven't had it, or or whatever. Nah, I don't think you better do that. Because I'm going to fight that. And I'm going to fight that hard. That's when I get suspicious. And quite frankly, I'd have to wonder if you are... You know, like all these people who are trying to push it. I have to wonder what's in it for you. What's in it for them? There's just something about it that doesn't add up. Two and two doesn't make five, folks. It's not... It's not good. Um, it Again, I'm not going to tell you not to. I've done what I can do. You know, I've put in my two cents worth. I'm not going to prevent you from doing it. I might tell you what I know about it. You know, like just in passing conversation, like if I'm talking with my friends or whatever, I might tell you what I know about it. And I have to let you make your own decision. And I expect you to let me make my own decision and vice versa. That's just how this has to work, you guys. They're screwing with our lives. And this is not a game. Whether you believe this or not, whether you agree with Anthony Fauci or not, whether you agree with the FDA's handling of this, the CDC's handling of this or not, you've got to look at this realistically. Take a step back and find out what's really going on here. All right. Um, So I urge you to take advantage of the resources that uh, Dr. Artis mentioned in his speech. Check out MyFreeDoctor.com. They'll have some help for you. Um, they can tell you about better, safer treatment options. They can set you up with a lawyer if you need one. Um, I guess at least that's what he said. And you can get a doctor who will actually care for your health and well-being instead of willingly giving you poison And lying to you about it. And to your family about it. So I want you guys to be safe out there. I hope that you um, are less nervous about this kind of stuff. I'm trying to um, demystify some of this stuff. I feel like the only way that we're going to feel better about it and get over it is if we talk about it. And empower ourselves through knowledge. So thanks for listening, and I hope you learned a little something today. I hope you, um, like I said, I hope you feel less afraid, and I want you to know that you have options, you have choices, you don't have to give in to something that you do not feel is right. Um, So stay safe, and I will be back next week.